Man Up, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio, broadcasting on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. I am Joe Stopulus, and today I'm going to have reflections on joy, on finding joy, which is a uh, kind of a reflection that the Lord put on me during an Advent retreat I did a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I thought, and then as an adoration again, it was really this call to, to share that with you guys, uh, to share with the audience to say, you know, I think this is something that you guys could benefit from as well. So we will be discussing all things joy. Let us start in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Say, Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Other side of the break, we'll be discussing joy, experiencing true joy uh, for yourself. Uh, this is something that I think each of us will need to do. It'll be different for me than it is for you, uh, but the concept remains the same. Want to make a quick plug. So today, you've heard me now mention a thousand times, in embracing this Catholic calendar, embracing the, the feast days and the saints and blah, 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 all those things. Today is the 13th of December, which is the feast day of St. Lucy. Lucy meaning the bringer of light. St. Lucy, bringer of light. So we, as a family, one of the traditions that we've gotten into, I think most families have a have a... Uh, hopefully, well, I don't think hopefully, but they have a tradition of going and looking at Christmas lights. It's some night, right? Some night of the year, but usually it's kind of a random figure it out. We'll go whenever we can. Our family has always set aside the 13th to celebrate St. Lucy. And again, to just bring the kids into the fold of the church. We're going to look at Christmas lights regardless. Let's just do it and kind of baptize it. So tonight's a night that we go and look at Christmas lights. Uh, we The kids know on St. Lucy's feast day, she's, you know, her name means light. Uh, so because of that, we are going to do uh, Christmas lights tonight. So again, just some, an idea, something to share with you guys that uh, you can you can play with the calendar and as a way to evangelize your children is to say, hey, here's a, here's one way we can do this is to say we're take something that we're going to do anyway uh, and, and put a Catholic spin on it. So tonight on the feast day of Saint Lucy, the Stopulus family will be looking at Christmas lights. Just an idea I wanted to share with you. We're going to head to a short break and we will be right back. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. Golden Rule Heating and Cooling is a family-run business, reminding you of the Golden Rule. Treat others as you wish to be treated. Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. GoldenRulePHC.com Thank you, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Savage Power. On behalf of the Intervisions Healthcare family, we wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. At our clinic, birthdays are an important milestone which we celebrate. Since our doors opened in 2011, more than 1,300 at-risk mothers facing an unplanned pregnancy have chosen life. 
this Christmas season. Join us in thanking God for the joyful blessings and the great work He's doing at InterVisions Healthcare. For more information about our clinics in West and South Des Moines, visit IVHcare.org. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Joy. That is the topic of today's show. I talk about joy with, with some frequency, I think. Uh, never necessarily maybe explicitly or obviously have, having devoted an entire show to the topic of joy. But that said, I was recently in adoration for some time. Uh, it's hopefully going to become a tradition. Which is to say, uh, my men's group at the beginning of Advent, we've done it two years in a row, where we've basically taken an entire day of time and set it aside for prayer uh, in adoration, reconciliation, uh, mass, and then fellowship. So we're just trying to set aside time, a big chunk of time. One thing I've realized pretty quickly is, you know, I try to go to adoration once a week for an hour. And, you know, God, I feel like for me, can speak a lot more to me in an hour than he can in 20 minutes and again, 30 minutes. And obviously, duh, there's more time for God to speak. But there is some level of when you get into the quietude, when you when you finally enter this communion with God where you're actually speaking or at least being able to hear or or opening yourself up. And we've mentioned this in the past, especially in regards to the practice of the presence of God, which I did a show on last year, there was some level of, as we fill our lives with noise, the harder it is to turn it off. And so Brother Lawrence was saying, hey, if you if you live in this state where you're constantly practicing the presence of God, the easier it is to enter into communication with him because you're not falling away from it. You're not entering it for a brief time and then going out in the world and having all this noise and forgetting about God. You're constantly practicing this presence of God, which then in turn makes it easier to commune with him when you are entering into a time of prayer. So for me, uh, you know, doing an hour of adoration is very beneficial to me. Uh, in fact, the idea for this show came from uh, an ad- in, during my, my adoration time. And honestly, a lot of my ideas for shows uh, and interviews and, and things to do come to me through that time, I, I feel like I'm just thinking way more clearly. The Lord is, is, is much more in tune, or I'm in tune to him, I suppose, uh, with what his will is for me in my life as a father, as a husband, and all those things. And the show plays into that. And so we're on this Advent retreat. And maybe, you know, here's a, a plug. You know, if you if you have the opportunity to set aside two hours, four hours, eight hours, um, to set aside a day for prayer, you know, really the, the purpose of the idea of the Advent retreat was our our men's group is a bunch of guys who are fathers, husbands. Uh, we all have jobs. We're, we're fairly busy. And so doing a full-blown retreat is pretty difficult, uh, in all honesty, to do a retreat where we would be gone for a day or two uh, overnight somewhere or something like that. It's just tough to do with, with the obligations we have as husbands and fathers. So the idea was, hey, maybe we can take some time off, for, we can take a day off of work or something, and try to uh, do it when we're not taking away from our wife and kids nearly as much or having to travel somewhere. So it's kind of a, a do-it-yourself retreat. Highly recommend it if you can do it. Again, I've mentioned many times now the adoration chapels we have here in town, specifically uh, St. Augustine's and another couple others, but St. Augustine's is where I go. 
And you can schedule it around a mass time as well. You can uh, reach out to a priest. I'm sure they'd be happy to do reconciliation for you. But that was the purpose of, okay, why are we getting together? Well, we're going to mark Advent off as a season to enter into quiet, enter into uh, this clearing away for the Lord. And really for me, the Advent season, especially the beginning of it when I did this retreat, was to say, okay, Lord, what do you need me to clear? That was kind of my question to him this year specifically was, what do I need to clear out? If I'm preparing the way for the Lord, if that's my goal, if that's what I'm trying to do, what do I need to do? You know, where am I falling short of that? Okay. And so in doing that, in in doing that, in thinking through all these things, the Lord was pretty clear with me as far as, you know, where he saw that I needed to, to clear away. And I'll give you a little bit of background on this. Uh, and then I'll kind of walk through what I think um, was, again, pretty clear to me as far as, again, this is me personally, but I thought I'd share it with you guys. I mean, obviously, this probably isn't what you get, but it's I think it's obviously worth sharing. So for me, you know, where my struggles are as a father, as a husband, as a you know, at work, you know, the demand of having five children, if anyone listening here has anywhere close to five children, especially young ones, you just know that it's it's hard to... It's hard to balance being on point all the time for all the kids and all their needs, along with the needs of your spouse and the needs of work, right? So it's a lot of demanding things that are going on. And so I found myself, you know, towards the end of what ordinary time, I suppose, um, just becoming, and it's also my busy season at work. So let's be serious. I mean, if it's, I've got a lot of stuff going on at work as well. And kind of re- you know, at the end of the day, reflecting and saying, gosh, I maybe wasn't giving the kids what I needed to give them. You know, I, I wasn't if I'm truly going to be their father and I'm being snippy with them or I am I'm, I'm not showing them joy or I am not um, you know, taking a step back and realizing okay, they're only of these ages. And God's only given them for a short period of time in my life where I actually should see this as an opportunity. You know, I can see this as an opportunity to show them what a good father is at this age, understanding I only got 18 years with each of them, right? And they're gone. And so taking a step back and, and, and realizing that. And so it was kind of, okay, yeah, that's a good point. You know, you, I can't be selfish. Like, even though I might be tired, even though I might be, uh, you know, needing a break, uh, understanding that God's given me this time with my children in their lives, and and try to f- try to find joy within that, and that was kind of the the thing God was clearly telling me. And so, what He put on my heart then was that, that that was kind of the struggle, right? So the struggle was I wasn't plugged in as a father as I should have been. Uh, just whether it was mostly around um, patience and stuff with the kids, but then also further than patience is going that next step and actually proactively trying to be a good father. Okay, actually proactively trying to do things, not just not yelling at them, uh, but actually having fun with them and teaching them and all those things, even when in my busy season, even when things are crazy, understanding, hey, you, you've still got to do these things. So anyway, for me in adoration, I, uh, I really start kind of with uh, – you know, a, a standard, you know, giving thanks to the Lord uh, for all the things he's done for me. And then then the next while is who am I bringing with me to Adoration Day? Who who are those people that are on my mind that I'm, I'm going to lift up to the Lord in prayer today? After I've done all that, then I kind of dive into, okay, this is, I don't know how many, it depends on how long it goes. Once I get through all of that, then it's, okay, Lord, it's time for you to speak to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn off, give you the microphone, and I'm just going to sit and try to listen. And you're really... With the background I just gave you, what I had heard, again, fairly clearly was the Lord saying, where do you experience true joy in life? 
Okay, true joy, not not happiness, right? Not not a moment of happiness, which I think some people we we, we think of people get that confused, right? Joy is this kind of eternal, everlasting attitude. It's an attitude of of praise, an attitude of of again, joy itself is not something that's fleeting. Okay, so where do you find a a, a true, lasting joy? And one of the kind of the definitions I put in my head is. What is something you do that when you do it, you, you maybe aren't, you don't look at your watch. What is something you do that when you look back on it throughout the year, you're saying, that's, that's what I loved. That was a great, that's something that I, I felt great about. And you can use the comparison between, you know, happiness as a feeling being like, like a, can, a piece of candy. Like, oh, this is really nice. It's, it's quick hitting. It's whatever. It's delicious. But it, it fades away quickly. Whereas joy is maybe more nourishing food. Not obviously a perfect example, but you get the picture. And so where are you experiencing this lasting joy? What are those things in your life that I, God, have put inside of you? And he was very clear with that. Like, Joe, you didn't create your joys. I created your joys. I created you. I created these things inside of you that bring you happiness. And honestly, so when I had coronavirus a few months ago, whatever it was, and I lost my sense of taste and smell for like, thank God it was only two, two, three days. But I realized how much joy, how much joy I get out of food and drink. I mean, it's crazy, um, and, and and smell, just smelling the world. I mean, I, I it was an eye opening experience to to lose that, to lose your ability to smell. It was it's crazy. I mean, it was totally the most bizarre thing of all time. And I now have a new appreciation for just the sim- what I took take for granted, which is smelling and tasting things. Uh, but I also at that point realized how much joy I get out of a cup of coffee. A glass of wine, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I and mean, whatever these things are, I apparently I elude a lot. I get a lot of joy uh, out of out of those things. But now I'm thinking, okay, God, I always have a notebook with me in adoration, and so I think this is a good thing for for all of you guys too. Is saying, okay, maybe take this, maybe do this, this little exercise. So I, I have my my notebook with me, and God's saying, okay, where do you experience true joy in life? So write it down. So I wrote it down. And so for me, again, this list is not going to be the same for you, but quality family time was on there. So I always look back at it. If we're, if we're laughing and we're having fun and we're hugging each other, like that is, that is joyful for me. And if I look back on my day at the end of the day, it's another good little barometer. At the end of the day, when I'm looking back on my day, if I've done these things or if I've, if I've avoided things that take away from this, that's usually going to be a good day. Okay. So quality family time. Making music. I mentioned this in that episode a couple of times ago. You know, I love making music, especially with friends, with other people. I, I just love that. I, I, it lifts me to a higher plane. I'm never checking my watch. If I can just play music with friends forever, I mean, I just, I'm never checking my watch. So that's something that to me uh, brings me a, a ton of joy. Um, sharing the gospel. I love doing the show. I love, I love talking with people. I love, I know that, again, this is something that's an experience that brings me joy. I never regret doing it. I never regret telling someone about how, why I'm, my happiness, you know, St. Peter always, he has that, that line to always be prepared to give your defense of the gospel. Well, my defense of the gospel is happiness. It is that I, I have this happiness through God. There's a one reason I'm happy. And I love to share that because then I'm giving other people this happiness, right? I'm giving other people this, this gift, um, that, that is the church that is, that is the Lord. Uh, engaging conversations with friends. So not just talking about sports, not just talking about fleeting things, but having, you know, actual dialogues with friends on things that are of importance, whether it's, uh, 
whether it's economics or theology or philosophy or something. I love I love learning and I love learning from other people. I love having these kind of engaging debates, whether it's on music or poetry or all these things, uh, literature. I love having engaging conversations with friends or, or you know just listening and learning from them and, and asking questions, but talking about things um, that are that are above. So again, these are things that to me. Um, that that lift me to a higher plane. I, you know, then I'll talk about the outdoors. I love going in the outdoors and enjoying the outdoors and, and looking at stars and things like that. Um, there are a handful of other helping others, bringing joy to others, um, being in right relationship, a state of grace, uh, being healthy, eating healthy, uh, exercising these types of things, and then and then I'd say most importantly, I don't know if it's most importantly, but up there is is being a good father and husband. Okay, so these are the types of things that I just kind of there are a few others, but I I, I added them in there to say listen. Joe, go back and look at this list every day. You know, this is where you find joy in life. Okay. So you are a better husband. You are a better father. You are a better coworker. You're a better employee. All these things. When you are joyful. Okay. You'll be better. You'll be better able to do the things you want to do if you're, if you, if you're joyful. Okay. So again, it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing. You know, what are you you doing first? Well, if if I am joyful, these things will more, you know, joy will build upon joy, I suppose. So this was kind of, I kind of heard God saying, you know where to find my joy in life. Seek out this joy. I made you, I created your desires. Be joyful. The glory of God is a man fully alive. St. Irenaeus. Be alive, live with joy and bring this joy to others. In doing that, you are doing my will for your life. Dwell on the list that you've made. Make a battle plan of how you will live it out. The world wants to steal your joy. Guard against it. Okay, so to me, that was kind of step one. It was, all right, now I know. I'm maybe more, you know, I think we all know these things, but I've never put them on paper before. You kind of know in your in your life what makes you tick. But then I never said, okay, the devil doesn't want me to have this joy. He also obviously doesn't want me sharing the gospel. He doesn't want me to be, be a good father, father and a good husband. All these things, okay? So where what what keeps me from this joy was kind of the next piece of this was okay. So what what is what is keeping me from being able to live this out? For me, a lot of you know tiredness was a big piece of it. If I'm tired, if I haven't gotten a full night's sleep, uh, or I'm eating like junk and I'm not getting good sleep and I'm I'm snippy, those types of things, you know, being quick tempered and irritable, those things stem from this, right? So I'm ne- I'm not going to be fully engaged as a father if I'm tired. Period. I'm just not so. Then you have to figure out, okay, noise and distractions was another thing I put on there. Noise and distractions, things that, um, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, whatever is distracting you, TV, things that are distracting you from being a good father, from being a good husband. My own sinfulness, just choosing to sin, not avoiding sin. Uh, the, The idea of this guarding against the opportunity of sin. So when sin creeps in, we all know the, the cycle that it can create. I had wasting time. You know, if I'm not wasting time could very easily distract me from, from all these things. So then, and then how, how can you avoid these things? How can you avoid these things that are keeping you from joy? Again, I think it's a healthy exercise for everyone. Again, I'd never done this before, uh, but it was clear this is what I was supposed to be doing for this, this advent. And so far in the uh, two weeks or so since it starts, since I've done it, I, I have been much more cognizant of these things. So again, I, I'd encourage you to make a list for yourself, spend some time, at, preferably in, in the Adoration Chapel, in front of the Blessed Sacrament, if you can, because that's where that's where the Lord is. And he's the one who made the joy. He's the one who made you the way you are. Uh, and he's the one who knows what, what makes you tick, because he made you. So uh, I encourage you to do it there. So, you know, some of the things I thought about 
are you know what are, what are maybe some some objections to this? What are some people you know people saying, Joe, you're just talking about happiness. Well, I've got all these things going on in my life that are difficulties, right? So, um, my responsibilities, maybe my my responsibilities at work, my responsibilities at home, my kids. You know those those things. Sometimes I have to work. I have a job. I have to work eight to five. I have no choice. I've got. I don't get home till seven o'clock at night. Um, whatever they say, I have a very demanding job. Uh, you know, my home life is crazy. I have all. You know, I have a bunch of young kids, and they're screaming at me and yelling at me. Whatever those responsibilities are, they're all different for each person. But yeah, you know, I guess my question was: Can you find joy within these things? Is there a way for you at your work? Is there a way for you, even within the craziness, if you've got a stressful job or you have to travel or all these things, is there a way for you to manufacture this joy within that situation that you're in today? With with kids, again, I'm, I've got five kids, nine and under, and I know that it can be demanding. I know that it can be stressful, all these things. You know, how Take a step back and say, yeah, it's not always going to be perfect. The three-year-old's always going to be crazy, right? This is going to happen. The, the baby's a baby. It, these things are, are out of our control. Well, what is in our control? Well, our demeanor. Is in our control. Our attitude is in our control. Can you find joy in those things? You know, another thing I thought about would be like life circumstances. Okay, your health. You know, if you got a bad, um, a bad spell of health. You know, maybe maybe you've gotten diagnosed with something. Maybe you've got arthritis or broken leg, and you can't you can't exercise the way you wanted to. These types of things, financial situations, marital issues. You know, these are these are all really hard things, and they're all they're all real. Um, and so I'm not dismissing those in any way and, and trying to say we need to ignore these things. But I'll tell you, the saints all had many issues that they had to deal with. St. Paul was being tortured. St. Paul was being stoned, you know, tempted to stone him. They, they were imprisoned. All these things. Read St. Paul. He did not have it well. He did not have an easy life. But he was joy. He even mentioned, they said, I find joy in all things through Christ. Many of the great saints, Mother Teresa, you know, dark night of the soul. She she lived among the poorest of the poor in the world, yet she managed to find joy within that situation. And uh, I think you could, you should be looking for saints to model this. You know, I think that there's a lot of people, there are a lot of great people too that have that have um, had these same things where they've had bad issues of health, where they've been in tough financial situations, where they've had, again, some marital issues or whatever those things are, find find someone who has gone through that joyfully. You, you, we're not the first people to have done this. Um, and that's one of the great things about having the saints. It's a great thing about having all of these people with, with whom we can look up to, uh, people who can can help lead the way for us. So again, I think I think these objections are real, right? We do have responsibilities. Life circumstances are different from each person. I can hear someone saying, "Joe, you don't understand. You don't know my life." I'm like, "You're right. I don't. I don't. Uh, my struggles are different than yours. I'm sure." That said, I do know that God wants you to be happy. I know that, and and the true happiness is found in Him. True happiness, true joy is found in communication with the Lord and staying in right relationship with God. That is where true happiness is. And that's where you'll find true happiness. That's where you'll find lasting happiness. Not fleeting happiness, but lasting happiness. This joy that Pope Francis, especially early on in his pontificate, talked about so often. Again, I, I think for me, this was really a taking inventory of my own life, of finding those things that make, that, that help lead me to this. You know, where am I experiencing? God made these things. He made beauty. He created it. He created human relationships. He also, again, back to that thing about losing my sense of smell and taste. He made the world for us to enjoy it. 
it was it's if you've experienced it with COVID, you get it. Like it's a unique experience to lose all that and then realize, oh my gosh, I get so much out of the senses. God created us as sensual beings in order for us to experience the world that He had. Okay, I'll end with this. And the last kind of quote that I had was when I when I look back on my day, will I be proud of the person I was, the decisions I've made, how I reacted, and how I treated others, etc. When you're looking back at your day, can you say, you know what? I did everything I can, all the responsibilities I can, and I, and I tried to find joy in this day. And I think as you take an inventory, as you reflect on this stuff, and you proactively try to manufacture um, these things into your life, I think we'll be doing God's will for our life, which is to be a man fully alive. We're going to head to a short break, and we'll be right back. I know Carmelite nuns who get a call from their mother superior every June telling them where they're going to be assigned in the year ahead. And even if they know they're probably not going to be transferred, before that call, they're supposed to pack up all their belongings and wait for the phone to ring. It's an exercise in detachment from the world. We all go through that in our own ways, don't we? Maybe sometimes, you know, something becomes unstable in our current jobs or a new opportunity opens up. Or we have a financial crash that forces us to rebudget everything. Or we go on a job interview or maybe get a call from a doctor with some disturbing news. You know, even if those experiences don't pan out to be anything, and they usually don't, don't overlook their importance. That's God reminding us that, in the end, this world isn't our home. And if you get too attached to the little comforts you surround yourself with, you won't be available to God's grace and His call in your life. Stay open. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. My help comes from you. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for sticking around with me on these reflections on joy, these Advent reflections. Well, in the last couple of minutes here, I wanted to share a, a couple quotes from a few of my favorite saints on joy. First off is from Blessed Pierre Giorgio Fersati, obviously one of my favorites. He said, you ask me whether I am in good spirits. How could I not be so? As long as faith gives me strength, I will always be joyful. Again, this goes back to that that St. Paul, that idea of St. Paul, that as long as I have faith, I should be joyful. You know, come hell or high water, no matter what is thrown against me, if I have faith, if I'm in right relationship, I will be joyful. G.K. Chesterton, another one of my favorites. A man is more himself. A man is more manlike when joy is the fundamental thing in him and grief the superficial. Melancholy should be an innocent interlude, a tender and fugitive frame of mind. Praise should be the permanent pulsation of the soul. It's extraordinarily Chestertonian. I love it. Man is more himself. Man is more manlike when joy is the fundamental thing in him. These periods of grief melancholy, all these things. These should be short snippets of our life. And again, Jesus was that, right? So Jesus cried when Lazarus died. 
Jesus felt sorrow and grief when he saw the temple uh, being overrun. Jesus experienced grief, but he, he also, those are small pieces in his life. The majority of it was joy. The majority of it was joy. That's why I think when you look at the chosen, they do a great job of showing that these these periods where he sees the Pharisees not understanding the heart of what God's trying to do, and he is sad. But the most of the time, he's extraordinarily joyful. I think that is the correct uh, frame of mind that G.K. Chesterton points out. Thank you for joining me today on Man Up on IO Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulus. It's time to man up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness. 